Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip talks about how billionaires are protecting their money from government overreach and answers the question, are there any cryptocurrencies you like at the moment? Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. All right, it is Thursday, May 27th. And today we're we're going to talk about a couple of different things. A question I got this week, we're going to talk about debasement uh, versus inflation and uh, where billionaires are putting their money to protect from the the quote unquote new tax. So, uh Let's get into first first topic: debasement versus inflation. And so, uh, I've talked a couple different times on the podcast about inflation, and I, f- I find that inflation is a difficult top topic to explain and even sometimes understand. But I think it might help to break it up into the word debasement because the the debasement is what we really want to worry about, right? So, because when you're talking about inflation, in, inflation, it can mean two different things. Inflation can can mean the price of something actually going up from a supply and demand standpoint. And so, what, what does that look like? Well, if there are uh, if there's one car that ten people want, then the price of that car gets bid up, which is which is inflation because there's a limited supply. But inflation can also be what, what we what we call debasement, which means the value of your currency going down. So, <clears throat> for example, if if you have if there's only you know a million dollars in the economy, and there's you know a limit a limited supply of goods in the economy, which is in every economy, which is in a world we only have a limited supply of labor and resources if you double the supply of money then it chops the value of the the money you have going down because you have twice as much more money chasing the same limited goods and so you you still will also see a price rise so you'll see the the price of the you know labor and resources right on on average, and I'm oversimplifying, but on average, double. Not all of them are going to double because we want more resources, some more resources than others, and depends on whose hands that money goes into. But for simplicity purposes, if you if you double the supply of money, on average, you're going to see inflation um, in the in the things that we have to buy because there's more money and it has to go somewhere. And so uh, that's but that's more debasement. Debasement is when the value of the currency goes down. And that's the bigger concern. The, the bigger concern or the theft is debasement. And debasement happens, has happened over and over again, thousands of years in every government, when the government gets to a point to where they need to continue to spend more money in order to pay for wars, entitlements, things that keep their them in power. And they 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 know. Let me give you like an example. So right now, politicians know that 
raising taxes is going to be pretty difficult because you have the, the the middle and poor class that are hurting financially. You have the rich who know how to get around it. And so raising taxes is just not going to do much. Um, and they've, they've, they know that they've been debasing the money, right? So, you know, aggressively for the last 50 years or so. Um, but, but when, when they're debasing it at two or 3% a year or making it go down, you know, a little bit, two or 3% a year, that's not super noticeable. Um, but they're going to have to step that, um, that they're running deficits and taxes can't pay for those deficits. So they have to think, okay, how do we, how do we get money to pay for everything we got to pay for? Cause running deficits, taxes is not going to do much. Well, they got to step up the debasement of the currency. And, and let me, let me, let me flesh it out a little, a little bit more. Cause th- this is why you see a lot of uh, billionaires one by one that are understanding that the financial system is broken and it's time to move their assets to a new one, which are digital assets, specifically Bitcoin as the safe haven reserve asset of the new monetary system. But I read something and, and, um, and somebody calculated, Hey, even, even if they taxed, you know, all the, you know, all the uh, income and profit, uh, you know, of, 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 of corporations and people around the world, it still probably wouldn't fix the deficits if you taxed 100% of the income. Now that wouldn't that wouldn't even be uh, feasible, right? That wouldn't be like that wouldn't happen. But the 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 deficits and the debts are so big by government that taxes can't solve the problem. And so, as I mentioned before, the only option is to is to debase the currency um, to pay for these goods and services. And so we we use the the U.S. as an example. So the the U.S. has been running a deficit like since since the early 2000s. It got worse in the 08 crisis. Then it got a bit better in about 2016 17. Uh, it got worse again. And after this, uh, after last year, you know I think we're sitting at something like a five five percent uh, deficit. And, and a deficit is tax revenues brought in versus bills we got to pay. And so we're 5% behind and we still have unemployment problems and we still need to be able to help. We, we still got these big entitlements that um, that the politicians are going to have to keep in force. Uh, we still got big military presence around the world. And, and this is why this is not a Democrat or Republican thing, right? Because Democrats don't want to cut entitlements and Republicans don't want to cut military and the crony capitalism for the big businesses who 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 back them, uh, and and so it's 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 both sides are, you know, will talk out of both sides of their mouth, but they're both complicit in keeping this deficit. And and it's, and it's not a debate whether entitlements are good or military is good or bad. It's just a debate of like we don't have the money. Like if I, if I'm doing a financial plan with a with a with a couple one-on-one or individual one-on-one and they have a deficit in their budget is not a opinion on what they should cut. They have to, they have to cut. Then I got to cut something, right? If it's the house, Oh, we love the house. We love the area, love school district. Well, I mean, if that's the only thing that we got to cut, then we have to cut it to get the math right. And so governments don't want to tell the people the truth and do the hard cuts because they stay, they stay in power. Uh, 
you know, by those people. So if they, if they cut entitlements, then their constituency is going to vote them out of office and they're going to put somebody in office who will give them entitlements. And so, you know, it, it, it's, it's real tough to blame the politicians um, uh, outright because it's, it's, it, it's a system. It's that, you know, um, the, the, the system causes the problem because again, if they don't, if they don't do it, they'll get voted out and somebody else will. So we're kind of in a spiral. And so their only, their only option is to say, Hey, you know, we have to, uh, and, and, and the way, the way the money printing happened, and I believe I mentioned it in a previous podcast. Um, so if you listen to that one, forgive me, but they'll issue bonds. The bonds will be bought by the banks. The fed creates money, buys the, buys those bonds that the banks bought from the bonds and puts it on the feds central, which is the central bank of the U- U S balance sheet. And that's happening all over the world in Europe and Japan and China. Um, China's doing a lot less money printing. Um, they haven't had to do as much, but uh, us, Japan and Europe are, 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 are doing that kind of money printing to, to give us the money we need to, to fund the debt. And that's, and that's basically debasing, uh, debasing your currency. So, so, and you want to think about, because a debasement is a tax. It's, it's, it's stealing, it's stealing wealth from you because if, if your money doesn't grow at the debasement rate. So in this example, in this year we're running a five percent deficit, as I mentioned, and with everything else I got to pay for for checks for unemployment for you know keeping people who are unemployed, um, and, and these extra stimulus checks, it's going to be something like ten to fifteen percent a year. So if if your investments don't keep pace with that ten to fifteen year ten to fifteen percent a year money printing rate for however, however long they do it, then that means uh, you are you are losing wealth. Think of it like if you have a job and um, you know you're working at the job and um, uh, and your raises are not keeping pace with your cost of living, you you may for a couple of years be able to manage it, but you know after you know if if it gets to a point if, if the further out it goes, if we get out ten years and your a cost you know your 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 cost of living um, has has gone up a lot more than your pay, let's say to the tune of, you know, cost of living is 50% more than what you're paid. That hurts financially, right? You feel it. You, you've had, you, you can no longer afford that lifestyle. So if your investments don't keep pace with the debasement rate, with the rate that the value of your money goes, the value of your money is going down faster than your investments are going up, then you've, you've lost wealth. And that's, and that's the biggest, um, risk to investors at the current moment. And, and, and that's why I think of it like a tax, because if you were, you know, if you were, if, 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 if your wealth were taxed, your portfolio was taxed at 10 to 15% a year. So you got a million dollar portfolio. In addition to the income tax you're paying, if, you know, if they took a hundred to 150 grand of money from you every single year, right, that would, that would piss you off or worry you. Well, this is the same thing. The debasement is the same thing. And it's wealth stolen to pay for the government's bill. And I think if most people embraced that and understood that, then they would, we can all make better decisions, right? We would say, okay, cool. Let's cut some entitlements, Democrats. If the Republicans will cut some military spending, let's come together and let's cut, let's cut costs so we can get this in line because it's going to be stolen if we, if we, if we can't do it. The, the problem though is the wealthy people, the, the billionaires, people who pay attention, they, they understand how to get their money out of, um, a debased currency. They know what's going on. It's the reason why you, uh, in in the past, they went to gold. 
Now they're going to Bitcoin, right? They're buying real estate. Um, uh, but actually, a lot more coming to Bitcoin because unlike real estate, um, or unlike Bitcoin, like real estate can't be transported um, anywhere, right? If you if you put twenty million down on a real estate in in in, in the Hamptons, that's cool. But if you want to transfer that wealth to a different country because it's getting crazy, you can't you can't take that property from the Hamptons somewhere else. But you can put twenty million in Bitcoin easy and transfer it transfer it. And so that's why they're slowly falling in love with you know the new quote unquote tax haven, right? I'm calling Bitcoin the the, the debasement haven. It protects your money from governments stealing it. And and this is why you see, if you go to countries where it's it's really, really bad, um, if, you know, really, really bad inflation, really, really um, aggressive government stealing, they've embraced Bitcoin faster, like Nigeria. Um, you see uh, El Salvador. You see people doing it in Venezuela. Um, and, and it's the governments that, that are like, in, you see Iran getting nervous and they're banning mining. Like the, the, the dictators, the people that control their, their people and steal their money through the basement more aggressively than, 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 than the superpowers over here, Japan, Europe, um, uh, America, you know, um, they're embracing it more because they, they know their government steals from us. As Americans, we still don't fully understand the basement because it hasn't happened aggressively. Um, and so we're, you know, we're less upset about it, but as we become, as more people become aware of it and woke and wake up to it, which is because it's getting more aggressive, I mean, it's, it's, it's my opinion and my thesis, which is why I have a big position in Bitcoin, uh, that people will begin to look for a safe haven asset. And so it used to be gold, but people learned when this happened before in the thirties and forties that they confiscated people's gold, they took it. Um, so this time they're going, okay, Bitcoin is like invis- <laughs> invisible, right? Um, you know, it's digital, so you can, you know, you can, you can track ownership and you can have it, but, um, um, but it could, you know, you could, as long as you memorize your seed phrases, if, 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 if stuff hits the fan, you can hop on a plane and go somewhere else and get access to your, your, your Bitcoin if it really gets crazy, or you can keep it on your, uh, hardware wallet. So it's lots of ways to secure it where they can't just confiscate it. They can make it difficult to do it, but unless the, there's a, unless there's no internet anywhere in the world, which is never going to happen, um, your Bitcoin is kept secure on the distributed ledger system that's held in the um, on 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 computers across the world, um, and that's protected through the proof of proof of work mining system. Which which proof of work I mentioned before is more decentralized than proof of stake, and is why you see so many Bitcoiners fighting over proof of work, even though people say, oh, it's you know, it's uh, it's energy intensive. It's energy intensive. I mean, but it's less, it's it's basically the foundation of the monetary system for the world. So if you say, okay, what's the energy usage to to you know to to back the dollar, who's the foundation of the monetary system of today's world, which is which is sixty percent of commerce is done something like that, then that's a stupid amount of energy, right? And 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 and, and that system uses significantly more energy than Bitcoin, but it also allows dictators and governments to steal from the people. Bitcoin is using less energy uh, and it uses even less energy as time passes because once a Bitcoin is mined, it doesn't need to be mined again. Yeah, you got to verify transactions, but um, the, the energy usage over time, uh, as I understand it, um, goes down. And it and and as we build, um, we're, we're building different layers. So you have Bitcoin, which is the foundational layer. So think of, when you think of the dollar, 
right? The, 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 the dollar is the basis for the financial system. But then the layer on top of the dollar is you have the central bank, banks, you have Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, like they're the, they're the different layers on top and they use, um, they use less energy uh, to secure because the dollar needs the military right out in different places to protect our trading routes, to protect our trading partners. Um, we need military here to protect the, to, to protect the U S right. And then you have, um, um, which is, which is very energy intensive. And there's all kinds of things on top of that, that, um, that we need for energy. Um, with Bitcoin, Bitcoin's layer is uh, less energy intensive and better than the current system. And you got, you got people building on top, right? You got, like, you, and you really, you got liquid lightning. I won't go into that there. You also have other companies like Square, PayPal, who are plugging into it. Um, and so they're plugging into a, uh, a system that's, that's freer for the people. And, and, and if you really want to get in, I think I referenced before for some good, um, um, pieces to, 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 to look at about uh, energy and, and Bitcoin, but just, just Google Nick Carter, energy, Bitcoin. He writes some great stuff on it, but um, uh, that's, that's, that's my thoughts on that. I got a question this week. I want to answer. It was, uh, do I like any other crypto um, currencies at the moment right now? I just like Bitcoin. Um, uh, my philosophy is don't try to guess, right? Find out, find out what is the undisputed, uh, dominant, you know, player in a market. Um, and then, and it's, and make sure it's multiple times better than the closest competitor. And that it has a lot of upside from where it is right now. And so cryptocurrencies as a whole will, I think they're going to solve lots of different problems, but the only one that is definitely better than, than the current model is Bitcoin, right? It's, it's definitely about better, better monetary system than the current one that we got that I just broke down. You know, Ethereum, for example, which is the next, you know, big one, it's trying to be the um, operating system of crypto um, currencies. My problem is, my problem, so when I say operating system, it's like this, the, the base layer that other cryptocurrencies build on top of. My problem with that is you got to think, okay, what's the, what's, the, what's the most applicable use of cryptocurrencies outside of the monetary network that Bitcoin has won? Well, NFTs are a big deal. And I think those are uh, here to stay, and I'll do an episode on that. But um, but the most you know one of the most successful uh, NFTs right now is NBA Top Shots, and that's not running Ethereum. It's run on I think it's called Flow Chain or something like that. Uh, and people who buy them don't even understand they're 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 buying on a crypt, you know a, a blockchain technology. And so um, you know I'm not saying Ethereum won't work. What I'm saying is it's unknown, and so I don't like you don't have to. You don't have to um, guess, right? If you look at all the port assets in my portfolio, Facebook, Zoom, Peloton, Bitcoin, Amazon, they're the dominant players. You're not guessing, right? You don't have to guess whether Facebook has the best advertising product out there. They have the best. You don't have to guess whether, you know, more people use Zoom right now and the Zoom is you know, a, a, a better, easier way to video chat like it's the best you know and so and and for my time frame i mentioned in yesterday's podcast five years right it has a lot of momentum to go and continue to be the best and dominate and grow a lot of upside over the next five years so that's all i need i just need to find the best buy a lot of it wait and deal with the volatility because the volatility is where you make your money that's where you make a lot of your money the volatility sticking through it 
because that's not easy, right? I mean, you can buy it and and you cannot be right until year four. And you got to be cool with that. You can underperform until year four, you know, uh, or or you can buy and, if, you know, you can outperform like in the beginning. The point, you can't control that. What you can control is um, the the actions you take. How much do I buy? Um, what do I buy? How much do I buy? Um, do I try to get too cute, too smart? Do I try to bet too far into the future, which is tough, and you get hurt. And so I don't like to do that. I like to, you know, I don't like to guess. So, uh, and and again, I am trying to, by my birthday, June 25th, get the 600 Twitter followers. So if you haven't followed me yet, which as of today, nobody's, I don't have any new followers. So that means anybody who listened to the episode yesterday didn't follow me. Shame on you. You didn't share it to your, with your friends. Um, so I would really, really appreciate it if you would follow me, share it with your friends, have them follow me. Uh, again, I want to start doing those uh, Twitter spaces, the rooms, um, put put more good content out there. Teach, I mean, if, if you can't tell, like my, my passion is teaching people about money and investing, right? I can only work with so many clients one-on-one. And so even if I... You know, even if I had a hundred million dollars in the bank and I no longer needed money, I would still work with my clients and I would still podcast and teach. I just love it. It's like what I like to do. And so uh, this will allow me to teach more people about money. I think it's really, really critical in a world where uh, the world is becoming financialized. Governments are debasing currencies for people to understand money well, because that's that's the difference. Like the difference between the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer, especially over the next decade or so it's going to get worse if you don't understand how money works and how to protect yourself so that's what i'm trying to do so follow me on twitter share it i'd appreciate it y'all enjoy your day talk to you tomorrow if you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals philip offers complimentary consults through his company stonehill wealth management for more information log on to stonehillwealthmanagement.com forward slash talk. That's stonehillwealthmanagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.